Welcome to Happy Inside, it's Michelle here, bringing you 10 years of clinical experience in gut-focused therapy and embodied psychotherapy. We're talking about the behavioural and psychological aspects of gut disorders, chronic conditions, chronic stress and anxiety. All those conversations you've been waiting to have are happening here. Someone told me uh, very recently this concept that really resonated with me, that our personalities are our response to stimulus. So our personalities are our response to stimulus. It just made so much sense to me. I really agree with it. And it explains why when a group of people go through the same experience, Some aren't affected at all, some are affected a little bit, and then some people are affected quite substantially. So it's our individual response to that stimulus which will determine the outcome for us. It's fascinating. I mean, we have our ingrained, um, habitual, patterned responses. We have our value systems. Um, We have our history and our memories and the things that have happened to us in the past. And these all kind of create a filter in us. So when we go through experiences, um, when there is a stimulus, that entire package comes together uh, to determine our response, essentially. So emotions, speaking of responses, emotions are the body's representation of a thought. So when we feel an emotion within ourselves, it might be happiness, anger, joy, um, disappointment, grief, it's feedback coming from our thoughts. So if we want to know why we feel a particular way, then we need to rewind to the thoughts that influence that feeling in the first place, and that's where the answer lies. Now, another response we have is when we experience a physical symptom. That physical symptom is feedback about a stimulus, and it might be stress, it might be temperature, it might be environment, it might be food. And then when we have chronic symptoms, so chronic symptoms are ongoing symptoms, right? Probably where you are, which is why you're listening today. This is our body trying desperately to get our attention. It's absolutely feedback that we need to listen to. So our body's not against us. It's, it's on our team. <laughs> it's our body and mind together. They're actually not separate. In fact, Your body couldn't even function without your mind um, or your brain, right? So the brain is the central driver and without it, nothing down here works. It just doesn't happen. So if we can recognize and acknowledge and honor this, that's a critical first step. So our body's job is to provide feedback to us. It does it all the time. Like if we're thinking about gut, 
and we are receiving feedback or a symptom of nausea. So nausea tends to um, happen from the stomach, um, so from the upper gastrointestinal tract. And so if we're experiencing nausea, just say we ate um, soiled food, right, food that has bacteria in it. Um, when we eat any food, our body or our gut has all these receptors in it and the receptors are constantly reading that food so it knows what it needs to do um, to digest that food, to break it down, you know, what's in it, what, what enzymes do I need to absorb this food. So the body's really clever. It responds accordingly. And the body's also noticing, or the gut, actually, the receptors in the gut, is also noticing whether there are any bacteria. And if there is bacteria there, then the body responds accordingly. And if that bacteria is bad enough, then the gut says we need to kind of expel this bacteria from the body as quickly as possible. And that's when it it begins the process of nausea. Um, Essentially what your body is preparing to do is to kind of expel those contents to induce vomiting, um, and maybe even induce diarrhea. It's emptying the contents of your digestive tract as quickly as possible to get rid of that. If you didn't eat soiled food, if there was no bacteria, but you might have um, food intolerances, for example, then um, you're also having a feedback mechanism. Um, your body, say your bowel, maybe your intestines, Um, maybe they're working too fast, too slow, maybe there's bloating happening. Just say you have um, an intolerance to certain FODMAPs. So when you eat those foods, um, you find that um, you create a lot of gas in your intestines. Um, That gas is uncomfortable, you end up with bloating, you may end up with diarrhea or constipation. So your body is responding kind of factually, I suppose we could say, um, to the stimulus that it's received. So it might be eating an apple. Uh, It says, no, I don't know how to break this down. Um, And so it creates more gases. Um, But that feedback is really important. It tells us, okay, so when I eat apples, um, my body creates a lot of gas so then we don't, we don't just stop there. We have to ask, well, why does my body create a lot of gas when I'm eating apples, for example? Um, and then we need to fix that root cause. Now, let's look at another example. Just say your symptoms are a result of stress. So psychologically, you experience a lot of stress. And stress is a cognitive process. It's how we think about a situation. When we experience stress, our nervous system's on high alert. It's sending stress hormones into the body. It affects our breathing, our heart rate. It causes muscle tension and tightness. And those are all feedback mechanisms. Our body's job is to provide feedback to us. Our job is to listen 
and respond accordingly. So chronic conditions, ones that have been around for a long time that are persistent, are often the result of a failure to listen effectively and therefore respond accordingly. So you can feel your body. You know something doesn't feel good. You know something's not right. It shouldn't be feeling like this. You're trying to change it. But your capacity to listen with an open curiosity has you missing really important cues that allow you to respond effectively. So this is when like, we respond with things like fear. There's a lot of fear and annoyance and impatience and irritation and resentment. We hate our bodies. <laughs> Right, So you try and push it away, you ignore it, you change it, or you try and get millions of other people to fix it for you. All these are really normal and very common responses, really, really common responses. Are they effective though? No. Why? Because often the body itself doesn't need the fixing. So the symptom, that feedback it's giving you doesn't need the fixing. The underlying reason the body is signaling with sensations or symptoms does. That's the bit that we need to attend to. And our first step is to understand what that is. So your body might be saying to you, work is overwhelming. We can't handle the load or that friendship is toxic, or that relationship, or you're trying to fit too much into your life, or your study load at uni is not giving you enough downtime to relax, or you still haven't fully grieved your mum dying, or you aren't terrible at all the things you tell yourself in your head, and those terrible things you tell yourself need to be attended to, or, you know, you're worrying about COVID too much and it's making us more stressed. And the list goes on. There's so many things it could be, right? But it's critical that we listen openly first. Having the correct information is what informs us what to do next. But how do we even listen in the first place? How does that happen? This is, I would say, this is probably the sticking point. This is the hardest bit, Um People are scared to listen. People are afraid. Lives are so busy because we don't want to feel the thing that's niggling at us all the time. We're afraid of that. There's a quote, and I I actually don't know who it's by. I think it's an unknown quote, actually. And it says, the fear of suffering is greater than the suffering itself. So the fear of suffering is greater than the suffering itself. I gotta say, this is so true. I see so much fear, so much just running in circles in your life to get away from this thing that you perceive is gonna cause you so much suffering. But actually, you're suffering anyway. (laughs) The suffering's worse, it's long-term. Yeah, it may be painful just in the moment to sit down and recognize what it is, but that suffering reduces really quickly when we can. And how do we do that? How do we listen effectively? We slow down. 
we pause, we embody ourselves and we listen to what's here because your body is incredibly wise and insightful. It actually has all the information you need. Your mind doesn't. The mind's confused. It's complex. It's messy. It's really hard to get the clarity and the information from there. But the body, the body knows. So this is pretty much the core of all my consultations. We do this together. I facilitate it with you. And then you get familiar with it. You learn it. It's a tool that's with you for the rest of your life. And that's empowering. That's what you want. You know, if you're afraid to feel those things, you want to be empowered to know that you can and that you can resolve them. And what comes out of this is something really comforting. When you learn to listen effectively and respond accordingly, that self-awareness and insight reduces the need for your body to produce symptoms in the first place to get your attention. Oh my God. Guess what that means? No more symptoms. And that's the ultimate goal and outcome I know you're after. And I want that for you too. Hey, it's me again. Thank you so much for taking the time today to foster a happy inside for yourself. There's a few other ways that you can engage, you can get in contact. Uh, I'll be quick. There's the ratings and reviews for both the podcast that you're listening to now and the Happy Inside iPhone app. You can also jump on to the website, happyinside.com.au, sign up for the newsletter, see the links for Facebook and Instagram pages, and also book one-on-one consultations with me, which are exclusively online across the world. I'm right here for you.